to Real Native Roots, Untold Stories, a podcast by Native Woman with Deep Roots. Good morning, good evening, good day, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, I hope you all are well. It is November. By the time you hear this show, we will know who will be in leadership. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling all sorts of emotions at this time and just doing my best to try to be present and and knowing that whatever happens, um, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So I hope that you all do what you need to do to take care of yourself at this time. Just there's a lot of changes, a lot of things happening in terms of the election. We just had a full moon. Actually, we had two full moons this past month in October. And just just, just so a lot happening. So do what you need to do to take care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally. Just do what you need to do. Um, I'm good. I just want to just check in with you a little bit. Uh, what's bringing me joy lately, I would say, is you know, really just listening to my sons and what they're doing They're I feel like they're in a good place. So that makes me happy. So just checking in with my guys and, um, and one more, I have one more, uh, interview to do for December and it will be a whole year that you all have joined me. Isn't that crazy? So I'm looking forward to year two. I have ideas. So I'm, I'm, just so grateful. Thank you all a hat for following and supporting and um, giving me feedback about what you're doing in terms of the guests and what they're offering, which is actually a nice transition to having me introduce to you all uh, our guests today. And um, and I usually tell you all why. I mean, I don't do the typical, the bio, reading someone's bio. I, I let you know why I was intrigued with the individual and why I wanted them to come on. So our guests, uh, we're actually how I, we were trying to, I, we connect and we were trying to figure out how do we know each other? Because we both feel like we've known each other. And I, we both kind of get a sense that we've been a different we've been in the same places, but at different times. And so, you know, just kind of hearing people's name and we are actually friends on Facebook. And so I, I went to his page a couple of times cause I noticed that we have a couple of friends and I got curious, like, what does he do? What does he do? So I did a little bit of Facebook stalking <laughs> and that led to me finding uh, his company and and then that led to me discovering some videos out there and him talking and speaking and then I got even more intrigued because the way he weaves and believes in weaving in culture into business you know, he's, he's what he would describe himself as this economic activist. And he's very passionate about culture and about the environment. And he's also really, uh, you know, passionate about how we as indigenous people, we as native people have this opportunity to really own our own, um, our own way of growing, you know, financially and, and affluence is what he would say. So he has a company called Tribe Awaken. Uh, this is the other thing that got me curious about him is his children work with him. So this company is owned by him and his children, and they all have different roles and based, of course, on what they're passionate about and what they offer as gifts. And there's 
he has his fingers and toes and a little bit of everything. And, uh, and you know, we'll learn more about what he has to share. He, he has worked for his, his people, um, the Nah. Uh, the Navajo Nation, and was really actually sort of um, a part of the whole Local Governance Act way back. And so he's really passionate about this this whole economic development concept, but really thinking about how do we weave in culture and how do we continue to hold and ground ourselves, you know, with our traditional values and still doing that, you know. So without further ado... I would love for you all to meet uh, my new friend, Tony Skrilunas. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing, Vicky? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, th- thanks for the uh, background. You did some really good reconnaissance. <laughs> Well, thank you. So Tony and I agree that we are pretending to be at a vir- at a coffee shop. So we're doing this by phone, but we yep, have yep. created our own co- coffee cafe virtual <laughs> experience here. So, so yeah, Joe, Tony, I, I shared. I'm, 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 Go ahead. I'm drinking a triple shot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him I'm at the coffee shop, but I'm drinking water. Uh, <laughs> I'm acting the part. Yes, yes, you are. Should we get some bread? <laughs> so, um, yes, get some scones. So, I I had shared with folks a little bit about what's bringing me joy. I'm curious about what's bringing you joy these days. Um. Yeah. Well, first, yes. The question is, my name is Vicky. Uh, really pronounced it well and, and right, you know. And, and tribal council out here calls me Galanis, or um, or I'll also say the the guy that with the last name that we can't pronounce. <laughs> and it's kind of always been that way. But uh, I, I was um, I'm from a place called Big Mountain, and um, I'm uh, off of the Bitterwater Clan. And in our way, it's really appropriate to introduce, you know, kind of our where we're from and our ancestors, you know, because mm-hmm. we we bury our umbilical cords there and mm. um, we, we really honor our elders and who, who you know, who, who brought us value and, and made us who we are. So I, I was raised by my, <clears throat> really fortunate to be raised by my great grandparents. Um, my, uh, my, my father's clan is Kachini uh, uh, and uh, Lithuanian. Kachini is, uh, they call it the Red Streak bottom people or, <laughs> uh, you know, and then um, uh, my grandpas were uh, mini goats and, you know, just really uh, happy to be here. Um, I guess what what makes me, uh, I mean, this is it, it's kind of an unusual question, just you know, at the time. I mean, uh, I guess I would have answered it differently when uh, COVID first started because the world was in shock. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were dealing with, and and there was a real level of uh, <clears throat> um, just uh, uncertainty. <clears throat> um, and um, you know, everybody, the whole world, we're all in like total shock. You know. To now, we're 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 really, um, in a way, learning to live with it. I think all, all everywhere around, and and so I, I guess for me, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, you know, a lot of my work is trying to, you know, always be positive, always look for uh, an opportunity, always um, um, really try to improve whatever it could be um, uh, your family, your your, your, your people. Uh, it could be the uh, community, and so um, that that's kind of um, you know, I'm very fortunate. I mean. To to um, 
you know, to, to learn the, 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 the language, learn the, the values, and, and then also be uh, combine that with a, a Western education and some really good experience, you know. I mean, I'm very thankful. I mean, you know, and, and I guess, um, you know, when, when I was a kid, I used to pray, like, uh, starting around college, I would pray and maybe someday, you know, uh, my, my creator, you know, in our way, and then, and uh, say, you know, someday I want to be like this, and I want to be in this role, and I want to take on these kinds of uh, um, challenges, and and be be viewed with honor in this way. And and um, now I'm there, you know. Um, I, I've achieved a, a lot and had a really good career, and so I'm I'm very fulfilled. And 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 but I'm I'm very passionate still, and and uh, I love um, the, the the work, you know, in in, in all areas, and and I'm really. Uh, at a point where it's, it's you know, you're, you're, everything is easier now, you know, just because uh, I've been at it for so long. So I'm thankful. I appreciate it. Mm. Thank you. And thank you for introducing yourself. I appreciate that to mm-hmm. let some of the listeners who, who may be Navajo to know, oh, he's relative. He's relative. Mm-hmm. So that you're gonna probably getting well, some you know requests. You're, you're, re- you're, you're related or not? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you. Well, my clan is one of the one of the first four clans, right? So, and, and we're kind of the most prominent clan, and we're related to all these clans, and so it's like it's hard to uh, it's hard to date when you're twenty two. Let me tell you that in our, <laughs> in our tribe. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, listeners, just so you know, you know, when, when you meet another Dine- another Navajo person, that is the reason why you want to ask your clan because you have to make sure you're not dating like your mom, your dad, your brother, your grandpa. So, <laughs> and, well, they say if you do that, you jump in the fire. teach <laughs> <laughs> But you said that you have Lithuanian. Is that on your dad's side? Yeah. Yes, yes, on my dad's side. Oh, that's interesting. So thinking about like... Oh, the Squilonis is a Lithuanian name, you know. Okay. So, but but I was raised totally Navajo. <laughs> and I know very little about my uh, Lithuanian side. I, you know, just I, I was the first born in my family. And um, both Navajo kids were kind of in my same boat, you know, we all got left with the grandparents because our parents had to work so far away, you know, or go to school so far away. And, and usually the, the oldest was the one that, you know, got to help grandma, grandpa, her chief, and run the, run the farm. And so that was me, and I, I got used to that. And I only spoke Navajo as a kid, too, which was really weird because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I have this Lithuanian name, and I only speak Navajo. <laughs> so growing up with grandma and grandpa so what was that like yeah. what do you feel like they taught you yeah. because you I, I appreciate you well, also saying like you prayed about certain things and so it all you said it came to fruition right and so how do you think yeah. growing up with grandpa and grandma help you get to this place well uh, <clears throat> you know my some of my grandparents like Shumasana my 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 great grandmother is the one that raised me, and uh, kitten he has it's her name, you know. And her dad was uh, like a like a horse trainer, and, and you know they she had um uh, and she had like twelve siblings. And um, uh, when I was a kid, and and and, and you know, these guys were already really old, but um, 
I got to know a lot of them, you know, <clears throat> and so I was very fortunate. Um, uh, and then my grandpa, who lived to be 103, you know, was, was, they were all a big part of my life. And wow. um, I saw uh, a lot of things that really drive who I am today. I mean, I saw like real honorable people, really hardworking, teaching a lot. So when I was a kid, I already knew a lot of the stories. And, um, I, you know, we, we, we didn't, we moved around because we had, you know, large sheep herds and uh, livestock. Uh, we had uh, cornfields, so we, we would move our, our herds. And I just loved that life. It was really the best thing ever. I mean, you know, living in a, we had Hogan. Sometimes we'd make uh, like a, a shade arbor in the summer where we would um, set up camp for, you know, we'd move the herd and set up camp near the cornfields. And we rotated cornfields. We rotated grazing areas. In the winter, we'd move up in the mountains. Uh, where I grew up was really mountainy and canyons and it's really tough country. But uh, I just don't ever recall uh, being uh, sad, being lonely, being hungry. I felt love and felt um, this incredible um, uh, support. You know, uh, back then, you know, the people just helped each other still. So uh, um, uh, a lot of people were checking my grandparents and, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, that, that was just a, a way. And, and I saw a lot of things. I was taught a lot of things about how to you know, if you're going to have a strong herd, if you're going to have a nice home, if you're going to have nice horses, uh, if you're going to have learn songs and story, uh, you have to live a certain way. You have to conduct your life a certain way. Those things just don't come to you, you know. Mm. And so uh, I learned a lot of, I saw it firsthand how, how it worked. I saw people that didn't follow teaching too and how they were kind of living and and. and um, and, and their home situation, and then I saw people that really followed that as just the honor that they lived with, you know. So, so that that's really what a lot of those experiences is what I that drives me to the state, and and I, I really try to stay in touch with that. So, so that, that I, I I can't. I'm just grateful I even got a taste of that because um, you know that that's really the way of life for probably the last 600 years. You know, once once we we started sheep herding. So um, it, 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 it was this unbelievable experience. Mm. Yeah, it, it makes me think about, um, I, I think I'm a little bit younger than you. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. younger. Yeah, you're younger. And, <laughs> yeah, well, but, in our way, you're, you're supposed to say like, uh, let's say, hey, uh, little brother, you know. Because like, if I know you're older, in our way, um, what, what I say like uh, is the mm-hmm. younger sister. Because you, you try to uplift, you know, others, you know. Yes. So you, you kind of put yourself, yeah. So, so I'll so, say my brother, know, my brother hey, Tony. Hey, hey, my, my little brother. Hey. <laughs> my little brother. <laughs> I feel like I'm the last generation of sort of experiencing what you you did. I, I'll say because my my children always say, "God, you know, mom, you are so lucky to to live that." Life. We don't know because you know they grew up here in mm-hmm. in Rio Rancho and my grandparents my Nellies actually were they this, everything you described was very similar in how they lived like they had a sheep camp you know for the summertime and then the winter camp and then they had crops and rotated with other families and so that that mm-hmm. you know was not experienced 
by the children, my children anyway, or this generation. And but I'm also seeing this shift in the new generation where they're want they're hungry for that. They're wanting to experience and learn and understand that. And I I'm, you know, I, I was looking at your website and I, I was intrigued by this. There's a section there where there's like articles that you all write and they're kind of little blogs. Cool. And I, I saw one speaking of when you're saying I get up and pray, you know, I think your daughter was talking about, you know, wake, what waking up early does for her. And so yeah. it sounds to me that you've really carried on and modeled these practices, you know, um, that your children are also yeah practicing as well well i mean i always talk to them and tell them that you know you, even though you don't have sheep you know i mean we still do as our family but it, it's just it's 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 you know everything's far and, and you, you're every you know you're waking up in the city or you're working up at uh at their college or uh wherever you're at you you still can follow the the, the values and the teaching you know Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 still have these morning gods called that visit your your home, that you pray to, that 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 you have to acknowledge and and uh, they have to get to know you and see you, you know, and um, you you still whatever you're doing, whether you're um, um, like a, a a professor, whether you're a doctor or a carpenter, mechanic, whatever it is you're doing, you still can follow those those ways because you know not everybody can herd sheep anymore. Not everybody can live in a hogan way out in the hinterlands anymore. You know, and so and and it's just we're we're forced. I mean, we, we, it's it's us. It's the, the economy, the jobs, the education, the the. the the desire for quality of life that has uh, pushed many of our people away from uh, this this old way, but um, uh, I think you can you can still use these these values and these teachings, and so that that's really what we we're, we're, we're aspiring to, you know. And, and and I'm I'm really concerned about things, you know. I'm, I I see breakdown of, of these things and misinterpretation. So um, uh, what what we we decided to, to really write about it and, and write about things in, the, in a, from a different angle, you know. I'm not a, like a full-on culturalist. I'm not a medicine man. Um, I'm just a old teacher guy <laughs> that grew up on the res and got business educated and, and really, um, um, you know, I'm really business educated. I really went far with that. And um, uh, But um, <clears throat> I've been fortunate to, to head commerce for the Navajo Nation and help them manage a lot of the, the, the businesses and enterprises. And so I've seen firsthand kind of maybe where our tribes are going. And I, I became very concerned that um, we were really trying to become Western societies, you know. Mm. And, we're, if, and, and I, I just really thought that if we're not careful, that's what we're going to get. Um, and that's where this, this way of life that I talked about is going to going to be there for our children. And it's the best way of life ever. It's the best way to grow up ever. And I just wish, you know, my, my hope is like, man, you know, and, and I really want to be this. is actually in my vision statement. You know, I, I create a vision statement. And, I, I, you know, one of them is like I help the, the you know, people that are tied to land of the world not just Navajo but every you know people that are tied to the land that, that 
our pastoral that that we 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 buy a couple of million acres and we really teach of them the land knowledge, the plant knowledge, the stories, and 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 you know, so we we merge like the modern with the traditional, but, but really, um, I know you know I've I've met with folks from even Tibet. You know, they're losing their land; they're they're being kicked off their land. But a lot of them are sheep herders. They're just so like Navajo, it's crazy. People mm-hmm. from Mongolia, um, uh, other tribes across this country, they 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 once were really tied to nature and the land and, and you can get so much out of it that um I just hope we don't lose some of those things, you know. And and I think we can we can make it we can save that and so that that's kind of one of my vision statements. I love it. I, first of all, I love that you even have a vision yeah. statement. Like how many people, folks do that? Oh. I'm but I, two things. Like I want to go back a little bit. Um to transition yeah. from, would you say I'm just a sheep herder <laughs> doing like economic development? Or I'm curious, how did that yeah. happen? Like you, you know, grew up very um, grounded with with the oh. support of caring people that you know. And how did that young sheep herder transition to being this sort of, you know, economic activist? Like what what caught your interest in? <laughs> Maybe there's a, I, I think there was always an activist there. I think I was already aware that, because um, I grew up, you know, I could see uh, Peabody coal mine off in the distance, and I could see, like, you know, they, they had a flame that always was lit. There was, a, I don't know what you call it, there's a thing that comes out of the earth where there's a flame that's always burning, you know, and I could, you know, I grew up kind of seeing that. It's like maybe 20 miles away, but we could always see that. And so, I saw what mining was doing and I saw, you know, my family, a lot of them worked at power plants and, you know, there, there was this real dependence on that. And, and I, I guess I saw a lot of um, inequity and, in, in, you know, just like our artists and how little money they make from their crafts when they support some of the, you know, multimillionaires, you know, with mm-hmm. um, uh, providing them art and those guys resell it for massive markets. You know <clears throat> that I feel like we really need to um, <clears throat> we really need to um, to benefit more from 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 commerce. I mean, and, and we can't avoid it. We can't just live completely the old way. We have to. Uh, we all have cell phones. We all have radios. We all have cars and trucks. We all, you know, it's a it's a mesh of a modern world. So I I just that that's kind of my um. um you know, why, why I kind of got into really interested in business and in high school I, I, I had a real opportunity to work in a, in a store you know and, and they put me in charge because I was already kind of really serious so I, I was you know I was like half half my senior year and, and um, but I wasn't really given a lot of responsibility in the store you know and, and then uh, um, in college I mean um, I, um, I also really um um i did kind of um you know there, there was a period where i had like a lot of failure too mm. in my life you know and that, that was the start of college but once i on my way I, I really um focused my studies on like that inequity you know bringing equity to economic development and commerce and going in a way where it's you know there's cultural values there's community values there's um 
ways of life and elders and people that are um, don't know the language and, and how do you how do you make them part of it in a, in a fair way? You know, how do you make them part of commerce? And, and I feel like our tribal governments haven't always done that well. Um, you know, we don't we don't really we don't think about like sheep herding and, and as as a commerce activity. You know, we don't think about rug weavers or um, uh, traditional like clothing makers. But those those are crucial. You know, dance people that choreograph choreograph the traditional dances, storytellers. I mean, these were just these are some of the most valuable um, tools that our traditional people had. I mean, there was this massive trade system that existed, you know, um, over thousands of years. Uh, and we, we, that, you know, so, so I, I really um, saw a potential for a real problematic future, you know. And so, so I, I dedicated right away in college. I mean, I still have my writings, you know. Uh, I write a lot. I, I really like to write and, and think, and, and um, so um, that's that's. I, I still look at those papers, and it, it inspires me sometimes. And, you know, some of them are like written kind of like in a vision for here's where we're going to go, and some of them have been fulfilled. And so I, I've been really fortunate to 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 be part of that fulfillment over the years. I'm hearing sort of as I'm listening to you, which I think, again, is still uh, an amazing vision, this this desire and this necessary strategy, so to speak, to, you know, really focus on inclusiveness of our people who who provide valuable teachings um, in like, you know, um, the animals and of the land and of the art and you know, even herbalists, like all those um, individuals, yeah. like how do we include them, their knowledge, their skills, their tools into creating, you know, a, an economy? Because you're just like, we can't live, a, you know, the old way completely because it's modern day. And so what, what, given that you've been doing this work for a while and this is sort of your vision and what you're concerned about in terms of like the future of, you know, making sure there's a nice blend and a nice balance of those two sort of modalities. What, what are you learning and what are you experimenting with that um, you find that might be potential, you know, and, and a way of doing that? Well, I guess first of all is, is I want to be armed with the, the knowledge and the tools and, and the resources, you know. And, um, you know, I, I recently went back to school and, and really learned, applied myself some more, you know. Um, in 2015, I, I, I went and got accepted into Thunderbird School of Global Management. And, you know, you're the number one school of uh, international commerce. <laughs> and because um, I want to, I, I really want to know what those, those tools are. And I want to, I really want to be like um, fast, still, you know, it's really, um, 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 be able to work with people from all over the world, and then um, I, I focus kind of on a two-pronged process. One is like let's 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 figure out how to um, encourage investment into traditional sectors. You know, so so I, I work with like uh, one of our projects is uh, creating this Navajo Lamb Meat Company. You know, and we're creating a cooperative. NavajoLamb.com uh, is our website, but helping uh, sheep herders. I mean, there's still thousands of sheep herders of Navajo that are following this old way that I, I grew up with, um, that we grew up, Vicky. 
And yes, <laughs> um, but there, there's a lot of um, knowledge there. There's a lot of um, a lot of them don't know the breeding process. A lot of them um, don't um, know how to share uh, or, or butcher right, or um, they don't know the plants anymore. Like the traditional, you know, there's there's certain plants that our people use to tenderize the meats or give it you know sweet flavor or salty flavor. There's medicines that they used to like uh, herd tea. They knew where all the medicines grew, and that, that so um, they actually tested like that. There's an example that that meat years ago. You know, there's actually a they found that the the sheet that were herded like that had a real high omega three content. Um, it was really almost as high as wild salmon, you know, and very lean. Uh, the breeds were really thought out, so they were. Um, uh, 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 sensitive to the land, you know the, the Navajos raise what's called churro, and you know, they they they, don't, they they do a multitude of vegetation, and they don't need water every day. Things like that, where um, that knowledge is, is not strong anymore. And so we're trying to re-inspire that, and, but create a company that sells premium meats too. I mean, and I I visited West Coast, East Coast. There's a lot of interest in a premium Navajo product that, that's raised like this you know and and, and 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 but then you have to create like an ordinance you have to have uh, protections of um in a lot of ways like let's say like uh when when so we're meeting with these sheep herders right i'm giving this example because it kind of encompasses what your question is um <clears throat> so the sheep herders themselves were really concerned about this like well we need to be really respectful when we come together we have to um uh, come together using all values you know mm-hmm. We, we can't have somebody that's all like, because um, some of our people are have don't know these teachings anymore. So they're very uh, domineering, or they're very um, they got a lot of big ego, and sheep herd is not supposed to be like that, <laughs> you know. So they actually made that part of the, the company ordinances. Like when we come together, members, you know, you can't have you gotta like leave your ego at home, you know. Mm. You gotta be this is cooperative, and and um, uh, another thing was that. Um, uh, we, we know we 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 work them to to find uh, impact investment, right? So we can actually help this company start up, but but we have to um, keep the herd small. We we it has to all be in the land carrying capacity. You have to follow these old methods, so we'll set up uh, processes to teach these old methods of herding and monitoring the land, and and um, um, so it's all about a traditional product. Um, but what you get is a, is a premium um, product that that you know um, you know you, you teach people even how to how to sing and how to pray uh, to the sheep you know you, um, so you know um, of course if you tell that story right um, imagine somebody in New York City or somebody in London you know seeing that and saying man they're it, you know the market's there and and we saw like. So, so that's just one example, but but it has to be done in a really respectful way, and that's what we're doing, you know. So that um, uh, we also launched this. Um, so that that's really one of our projects. Uh, another one is we, we launched this commerce platform called Tribes.Humans.Net, and it's really based on how tribes used to trade a long time ago. You know, mm-hmm. it's using the the peer-to-peer uh, networks, the platforms that are out there, mm-hmm. and. and uh, we just were fortunate to, to to join forces with this group called Humans.net, and so they you know they use artificial intelligence and um, they use uh, different types of uh, like online uh, 
commerce um, software that, that's constantly being refined. And so we did a, a test launch. We're still in kind of like test launch phase with that. But uh, we have a lot of members all over the world. And um, it's a way for um, people to, to, to trade goods, goods and services, you know, to buy, to, to sell. And, and, and our hope is, you know, we're refining it. But we start giving in some kind of, and it's really an honorable trade is what we're trying to base it on. Um, so that that's kind of um, something that that's really um, um, a really good experience because it's online and it's global. And so I'm trying not to be so Navajo centric with the work, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're we're like uh, trying to advise. We're we're advising uh, tribes around like retail, right? Like like this is COVID has, has been really impactful to. The tribal economies and, and most of our tribes we live in food deserts uh we we, we you know our um our shopping centers our um grocery stores a lot of them don't sell locally raised uh produce or locally uh raised uh, meats you know um and it's just it's always some outside company that buys from like um australia or new zealand <laughs> new zealand and so we, 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 we work to change that vision. So we, we provide a lot of um, guidance. Uh, you'll see that on our website. We, 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 you know, we, we looked at, um, um, because in, in our way, um, you know, like I, I mentioned at the start, my, my grandpa lived to be 103 and it used to be common. We had centurions, you know, we, um, it used to be common for our people to live to be over 102. That was a, kind of like a blessing that that was you know, actually we, we we still reenact that 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 desire that 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 purpose of living to that age um but that that required us to eat in a certain way and live life in a certain way and um more and more of our people aren't doing that so so uh a lot of our our research has been like where, where are places that are living to be 100 and over a hundred still, and, and we found a place in California called Loma Linda, which is kind of the headquarters of uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church. But but they really wanted to keep you know health and 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 um, tied to nature, and and so they they started years ago. They started their own like grocery making. You know, they they you know what I guess the teachings you know from what I understand about. The Seventh Day Adventist is that you know you don't use a lot of sugar, you don't drink coffee, so I'm definitely <laughs> breaking those rules. <laughs> you don't drink alcohol, um, uh, you don't eat meat, you know. So they minimize meat. So that's where a lot of the efforts of um, around like uh, plant-based protein started, you know. So they they perfected a lot of that, and they they perfected a lot of um, uh, 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 techniques and and dining, um, cooking, and um, that and, and even commerce, they create their own independent grocery stores, and so that's kind of a model. And we actually wrote an article about it. We went out there and, and, and visited uh, two times. Um, we studied farmers markets in California just because, um, you know, we, we we tried it out. We actually um, uh, uh, started a farmers market out on uh, on Navajo and Hopi, and, and we, we, we you know we really had to teach our people why it's important to have farmers markets and how to make it exciting and add culture to it. And, you know, um, it's, it's really, you know, those are some of the kinds of things we're doing, but a lot of it is writing. 
Um, and and we're we're gonna add in some uh, visual stuff too. We're, 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 you know, we're, we want to do some um, some actual online like skits and you know, I really love like acting. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an aspiring actor in our in our area here. I <laughs> and, saw uh, that. Yes. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I've I've helped make a movie. I've been uh, like in plays, and I even like co-wrote uh, like a little screenplay that we reenacted out in uh, in um, um, the Bay Area a couple of years ago. You know, so no, I I just love like performance, and and I think we we have to reach our people using different tools. You know, it's not you know we don't have the luxury of um, sitting in a hogan and talking to people like we used to we have to use different mediums and so that that's kind of what this is about like look let's find mediums to, to reach people all over the world i love how um you said earlier like i'm i'm trying not to be so navajo centric right because mm-hmm. in Indian country, Indian country is small. <laughs> and, you know, if we, if we were to do the network, right, a network of all the tribes and because all the tribes are trying to do the same thing, right? We're trying to grow an economy. Yeah. We're trying to also make <clears throat> our own decisions for ourselves and for our people. And because you're right, I remember you were saying, like, we, we also deserve a nice, nice, beautiful home that we can live in, you know, not HUD homes, right? Like, um, we yeah. have, we have the power in our hands to use these different tools to create our own local grocery stores and eat very yeah. healthy premium lamb <laughs> or mutton. Right. And yeah. so I yeah. love this or, whole, or rice or, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. And I, I love how you guys um, are doing that whole trade route. Like I, I saw that and I was, this yeah. is so cool. It's very innovative. And I mean, you're basing it really like basing it on old tra- trade routes, right? Like how we had them, you, yeah. as you were saying earlier. So, because um, I find that, you know, because one of the concerns that you're saying, um, and as you're exploring and, and expanding your network and wanting to see what other communities are doing, you know, in this world, and, you know, concern is like, how do we continue to keep, you know, because um, you're thinking about the future, right? You were saying and and keeping yep. the 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 cultural values of our people woven in and not forget um, the sheep herder in, in creating an economy yeah. and yet bringing in new knowledge. Because that's what I'm hearing you say is like you're always learning is what I'm hearing. You know, I'm learning and I'm constantly trying to yeah. find new ways to do that. And so yeah. as you shift out as you're, as you're continuing to experiment in your school, sort of what is, what does the next chapter look like for you? Well, I love what you said about, um, you know, we, we all need, you know, and I mean, we all know I mean, I'm a capitalist too, you know, I'm a traditionalist and I, and um, I mean, I went to business school for a reason. I mean, I went to and got an MBA, and <laughs> I graduated first from first in my class in my business college. You know, <laughs> I was really driven. So it wasn't, you know, there there's a desire, obviously, for you know, good income and you know, the the nice things of, of the luxuries of life. I, I love that too. I love our tradition. Almost, you know, it's it's a balance, and I I constantly strive for that balance. You know, um, uh, but but I think um. So it's a lot of times I think our our people maybe that we self sabotage you know because we're, we're we're there's also a kind kind of a people look down when um, 
like um, somebody achieved uh, like like high income or um, um, you know in affluent lifestyle and 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 I can I think there's there's two ways to look at that is you know one is that you know how do you how does that person that's achieved affluent how did you know did they do do honor card work and do they um do they uh, <clears throat> do they are they respectful because we always a long time ago we had affluent there was medicine men that uh, had a you know a, and a real there was really high value people mm-hmm. there was silversmith there was people with you know my grandma my grandpa used to actually hurt me from my grand grandma and that's how they they met and got married you know <laughs> so my grandmother was a sheep burn she had probably over thousands of sheep um and, and a lot of my kids brothers were herders from my grandma they always tell me that you know so we had affluence you know but we also have to understand that there was a real level of um appreciation and um, honor in that there was a way that people conducted themselves and um and we gave back to the community you know because in, in our way when, when we have like a, a big sheep herd it's not just our sheep you know we're, it's, it's, it's our our family unit you know we used to merge herds and with other families and sometimes distant relatives and we when we planted we all helped each other so it was a when we harvested and a lot of people came, even people that didn't help plant. So because it was for the community, then we donated. We donated to ceremonies. You know, there's a, a reciprocal way of life. And in and, and, and our way, we're taught that, hey, you, the more you give, the more the creator gives back to you. you know? mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really teaching people how to follow those ways still because, um, 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 you know, and, and so we have... People that are getting more and more affluent, which is great, but but you know what we're trying to do with our our you know our our, our system of um, sharing and education is like teaching like how, well, how do you do it and how do you do it in an honorable way? I mean, I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, you know, I, I was I'm seeing more and more people that go to business school, right? I mean, like I said, I went through all this business schooling, but a lot of them come out and they want to be like real obnoxious and domineering and um, so they're really using a different value set there because you know, we're not supposed to be like that, you know? So it's, so part of what we're trying to do with, with our website and our, our propagation is to, to start teaching about honorable affluence, you know? Honor, you know, there's a way to, 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 if you achieve, you know, be really grateful or thankful, but here's how you live that way, you know? Here's a level of, you know, yeah, enjoy, you know, enjoy that life. But, but there's a way that you're supposed to like, reciprocate, you're supposed to help with ceremony, you're supposed to help your family, your community, you're supposed to, you know, give back, but you're supposed to live, be a certain way too, you have certain um, uh, conduct of yourself and disciplines of yourself, you know. And so that that's some of, some of the things that I see lacking in a lot of our younger MBAs, you know, they want to wear the three-piece suit, have this you know, just be that, that almost like Donald Trump, that, that dominating person, you know, and I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid that, that, that's, that's, that's gonna, as we're losing more and more of our traditions and our our traditional speakers and people that can teach those values, I'm really afraid that that domineering type will be something that more and more people want to aspire to when it's really, it's inaccurate. It's an inaccurate model of, what our elders wanted us to be like 
you know, even when somebody has achieved success and affluence, you know. So that that's kind of, I guess, a, a good way to to put it. And, and I think we we do need successful people. You know, we we do need our our kids, and we got to build our own economies. We gotta we gotta we can't just have outsiders building fancy hotels or fancy restaurants or manufacturing facilities or car sales places, things like that. That's all outsiders. We need our own people, our own grocery stores to actually create meat companies, to create produce companies, uh, clothing companies. You know, we, we have enough markets uh, as tribes together. And so, and then, so that's really why, you know, why we're, what we're about is honorable commerce, honorable conduct as a, as a business owner, um, and, and being respectful of these things, you know. So I, I feel like we, 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 you know, that's really our our only way. I mean, um, the other way is not a good way. It's, it's, it's and we just, you know, we're not going to have, there could be a day we don't, we don't have um, people that sing anymore or that know the language and teach anymore or that know the old stories or that don't know the land or the, the hunting ways or the, the sheep herding ways, the plant knowledge, you know. That that's a that's about a good future. That that's uh that's not a recipe for a long term survival. No. Mm. That also made me think. Um, hearing the last couple of things that you said is, um, it's also one thing to kind of like hear the story and and hear how it was done. The other part of that is actually practicing it and living it, which takes time. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean by that? And it's reinforcement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Time and reinforcement. I mean, you know, we you know the pray when you come to ceremony, you <laughs> you, you give offering several times a day. You know, mm-hmm. um, in a way, we're we're kind of like those societies in the world where they pray. You know, like I think the like in um, where is it? You see, like like uh, in, in Egypt or or. or you know, in Israel, you know, people like they, they, there's a bell that goes off, everybody runs to the, to the temple, <laughs> India, and, and tribes were actually like that. <laughs> we actually had a, we were supposed to give an offering and a prayer several times a day, and, and, and our prayer structures were really important too, you know. Uh, a lot of it was being grateful, uh, a lot of it was planning your day, and, and, and you know, um, it kept you in, in, in tune, you know. And I think that just really those simple things that, that you know, there's, there's a lot of pieces of that, but it's, it's, it's really that simple. Mm. Oh, Tony, we could talk longer. We mean we have to make another coffee yeah. date. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I mean, they're, they're, we're, we're, we're kind of trying to do a lot. Yeah, I, 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 and, and, you know, I, I try to. I mean, another thing I guess I didn't talk about is I co-own a utility scale solar company called Navajo Power, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're really working with tribal communities in, in a, in, in, even though it's called Navajo, we're working with um, Tohono O'odham, we're working with um, the, uh, uh, tribes up in Warm Springs Tribe in Oregon, we're, we're talking to some of the Pueblo tribes in New Mexico, we're, you know, um, it's really, we're, we're really if you look at our website, we're we're integrating a lot of the stuff I'm talking about, you know, and so that that's really um, that's just another type of an example of like, but we're on we're off major. I mean, we're the guys that build big solar projects and sell them to 
places like Phoenix, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what we started. So. Yes. Um, I'm actually really quickly going to that. Cause there was, I, I was telling you, there was one thing that I loved about the website and, and, um, now I'm trying to, I'll find it. I'll put it in, in the notes somewhere, but, uh, it, it was basically yeah. say like we, we, you know, we can't be living the way we're living now in terms of how the power, how power is being produced and, you know, we need to think yeah. differently. It was something like that. There was a quote in there um, that you all had noted in there. Maybe it's under the principles. But um, so, you know, I know that we could probably easily do a part two because I feel like we're just started. We just started this conversation. Yeah. And I'm really excited about seeing what you all um, will be doing going forward. And just wanted to give mm -hmm. you an opportunity to give, you know, we talked about a lot but also give you an opportunity to um, share anything with the listeners. I know that, you know, folks um, that listen come from all different facets, like community people to practitioners and, you know, folks that may have interest in doing work in Indian country or are working in Indian country. So any final thoughts that you want to say based on our conversation? Well, um, I guess it's, it's a lot of it's um, our values, you know. Um, I was saying earlier that you know, I, I flunked out of college when I first started. <laughs> I mean, we, everybody, we all learn from our mistakes, right? You know, um, so I, I learned from mine, and, and you know, there, there was a period in my life where uh, being traditional, growing up traditional, I, I, I kind of, when I went back, when I went to college, there was a period where I felt inferior, you know, as a native person. Um, I, you know, I was really shy and, um, I guess, what do you call it, diminutive or, or really um, just non non engaging. Sat way at the back of the class, didn't want to be recognized, <laughs> didn't want to speak out. Mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, didn't feel like I, I fit in, you know, and and I had to. Um, I realized I had to change myself. I had to be who I am. I mean, I'm this Navajo guy that grew up this really traditional style of life, you know. That's who makes me who I am. And, and once I recognized that, I found that people that are even like business class or from the country club, the most, the most, you know, I we had this professor, right, that was like, um, you know, you see Wall Street, the movie, and this guy would dress like that, right? And, and his hair would be like, Greece and this was elegant the best like glasses and the most like outgoing personality but this guy saw something in me and I excelled in his class and then at the end of the grad you know when we you know I flunked out to when I went to I went back to school uh, and you know was getting the the, the the bachelor's graduation this this professor that yeah I, I when at first glance when I was you know when I first started school, I would have viewed him as really intimidating, really like, but he saw that, you know, you're, you, you know, you're, you're this guy's a leader and he, he recommended me to lead our class during the graduation. And I just, you know, those, it, 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 it's really, I think, I think a lot of us, we, 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 we're very traditional and we're native and we somehow feel like, oh, I, you know, maybe I need to, um, I need to, you know, if I'm talking to a bunch of white people, I need to talk about my uh, my trips to uh, the Hamptons, <laughs> or I need to talk about like, um, uh, you know, when we went to Hawaii, you know. But 
that's that's not who you are. So why fake it? You know, talk about your 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 time with grandma and, and out there in the field. Your your times with your uncle because these guys didn't grow up with that too, and they just love that. You know, and so so you know, I I, I just once I you know knew my value knew like <clears throat> how you know that that you know there's nobody that's better than somebody else you know and i think we shouldn't do that to each other we shouldn't think like that um and i i, I really hate it when tribes kind of do that to each other too they look down on like oh those guys aren't traditional anymore or those guys are you know they, you know it's 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 like we, we can't you know there's just so few of us life's so short uh we used to not be like that we used to always you know, being tribal for, for me is like, um, you know, when if you're in, that, in our way, like, you know, you're not supposed to let your neighbors fail. You know, you're not supposed to let your those guys that live across the way um, freeze in the winter. That That's ultimate failure of your society, you know. Um, you're not supposed to let another family grow up that doesn't know the teachings, you know. You're, you're supposed to be passing this knowledge on and, um, you know, you're not, you know, and, and, and I feel like we're losing a lot of those um those types of values and, and so we, we gotta uplift each other and, and we gotta uh, teach each other. Now everybody knows and, and maybe and we have to adopt new new knowledge too. And and it's just like how do we filter that new knowledge, you know? How do we how do we make it for for part of who we are because that's that's really the world. So um that that's kinda what I would like to impart is that um um just just just, just you know look back if you're suffering wherever in the world, if you're kinda depressed, if you're you know, just look back to you know who you who you know where your people came from and, and learn some of that knowledge. You know, and and it you know we're we're gonna expand that that part of our our website. You know, uh, really talking about those things too. Uh, we want to interview you elders out there. We want to talk to people, and you know, just just like uh, you're joined here with this podcast. I mean, I really appreciate that. Yeah, this is really unique when you joined us, um, but. Uh, in a writing form, we would like to do some of that too. And, you know, if there's any listeners out there, any tribal elders that, that really want to share and, and feel the need to, to uplift your community, please, please contact Vicky and, and, you know, so share my, my email with you. And, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. We, we love to interview, we just interviewed the, the vice president of the Navajo Nation about grocery stores <laughs> we're going to share that article this week well look forward <laughs> to reading really it, passionate too. it. <laughs> he's a really cool guy but but we're we're interviewing all kinds of people we're going to interview you too vicky uh, we, you know you, you have a certain drive and and so so we're but we're, we're have we're all a community you know mm-hmm. so, uh, but yeah mm. uh, thank you oh and everyone you heard it from tony you know be be who you are, know your value, yep. lift each other, and lift our communities and continue to adapt new knowledge and keep learning. That's what he's telling you all. So thank you so much, Ahyahad. Uh, I really appreciate it this time and looking forward to continuing to have more conversation later on. So be well, be safe, Tony. Okay. Good night. Thank you.